Hey, everybody. It's the Charlie Kirk Show. Tyler Boyer, as we go through a swing state update, you should check out his podcast. It does very well. That goes through this stuff uh, in Arizona, Wisconsin, and Georgia. Email us, as always, freedom at charliekirk.com and get involved with Turning Point USA at tpusa.com. That is tpusa.com. Buckle up, everybody. Here we go. Charlie, what you've done is incredible here. Maybe Charlie Kirk is on the college campus. I want you to know we are lucky to have Charlie Kirk. Charlie Kirk's running the White House, folks. I want to thank Charlie. He's an incredible guy. His spirit, his love of this country. He's done an amazing job building one of the most powerful youth organizations ever created, Turning Point USA. We will not embrace the ideas that have destroyed countries, destroyed lives, and we are going to fight for freedom on campuses across the country. That's why we are here. Noble Gold Investments is the official gold sponsor of The Charlie Kirk Show a company that specializes in gold IRAs and physical delivery of precious metals. Learn how you could protect your wealth with Noble Gold Investments at noblegoldinvestments.com. That is noblegoldinvestments.com. It's where I buy all of my gold. Go to noblegoldinvestments.com. Joining us now is the head of Turning Point Action, tpaction.com, Tyler Boyer. Tyler, welcome back. Well, Charlie, you're the head. We're just here, you know, all working together trying to save the republic. So. The, uh, it is a team effort. And so, you know, you have this great program. It does very, very well. Um, Swing State Update. We're working on it, yeah. It's, it's a, a podcast. It's kind of a, a wonky, in the weeds, in a good way type deal. So we just started this year ch- trying to help for leading up to the election because everybody has all these complex questions about what's going on. Yep. And, you know, we've we've known this in Arizona for the past six years. Everybody's like, what's going on in Arizona? Well, Swing State Update, you can get it wherever podcasts are. We have Austin Smith, Brett Galashevsky, who's on our team in Wisconsin, our entire Georgia team, uh, Cooper O'Ryan, the entire team that's down there. Uh, and we're keeping everybody just informed on what's happening. And we'll have a lot more, especially when it comes to organizing, yep. mobilizing uh, in those states as we head into the election. We we have really led at Turning Point Action. We are way ahead of the curve talking about how Arizona, Wisconsin, Georgia are going to determine the whole thing. And now I'm reading some articles. Oh, my goodness. It's going to come down to <laughs> Arizona, Wisconsin, Georgia. This is not like deeply profound stuff, right? Well, and that's what's so crazy. That's what we've been saying about the, the RNC, right? Is like we should have been talking for now years about these states. And, you know, now it's finally people are like, oh, yeah, maybe we need to. This is how it always works out, right? Now we need to kick into high gear in Arizona. It's like, well, nobody's done anything in Arizona. And it takes years to put the bodies on the ground that you need to win. And this is really what the the entire conversation has been about, which is you cannot expect to hire people in July of the election year and win an election that's as closely contested as Arizona will be, as closely contested as Wisconsin will be. These are the places where Democrats are putting, they're outspending us 10 to 1, 20 to 1. You have to How be many much more organized. How many people did the Democrats have on the ground? In the state? Yeah, I mean, the expectation that we have is that the Democrats will have well over 1,000 full-time people on the ground in Arizona. Um, we know that they are getting a little bit nervous because of the work that we're doing and the polling that's coming out that's so negative on Joe Biden and Kirsten Sinema being in the race against Ruben Gallego. So those are good positives for us to even go harder. I mean, the faster that we can chase the Democrats out of the state of Arizona, uh, the sooner we can focus more on uh, the blue wall uh, with Wisconsin, Michigan, we just need to Pennsylvania. Take, we need to take one of those. Yeah, just take one. And if you take more than one, you look like Trump in 2016, which is just like, you know, that 
you know, Pikachu meme with like, you know, catching them <laughs> off guard. But we're heading that direction right now. Yeah, I think George is going to. We have Josh McCoon. You'll be on here with Josh. Yep. Uh, it's structurally in the best place of the three states. Is that right? Uh, which one? Georgia? Arizona, Wisconsin, Georgia. Yeah, I mean, look, right now, here's the deal. What I know about Arizona, Wisconsin is that we are going to, and we are working with outside groups to bring more bodies full time than have ever been put in the field before for Arizona, Wisconsin. So I can tell you that. And so Arizona's if, been in the desert. It's literally never had bodies. So the Mother Jones people listening, all of our leftists listening, I hope you, you'll clip this and report it. We're going to have more bodies than they're, they're, what they're going to expect. Whatever they expect, we're going to have more than. <laughs> and so for those reasons, you know, they're, you know, now the Democrats are going, man, should we shift gears and focus more on Michigan to make sure we don't have a big hiccup there? Because that will just be totally embarrassing. Uh, we got to lock down Pennsylvania. And I think the battle, as you've pointed out, is going to ultimately come down to Wisconsin. I think it's all battleground Wisconsin. I mean, Georgia is yeah. a state where the, the Fannie Willis stuff is falling apart, where there's a lot more registered Republicans than Democrats yeah. in Georgia. And, yeah. and, and by the way, every day that increases 1.5 to 1. And, and that's happening in Arizona, too. Arizona is increasing its conservative base every day. Has it become day. more Republican since 2020? Uh, so I, I don't have the exact numbers in front of me. I, do, I don't think that's necessarily the case. The independent – so Democrats are still in third place. The independent numbers have increased, but I think independents vote sixty percent Republican, right? It's a well, goofy thing. Think right? about a stepping stone situation here too: is that you have some de- Democrats that have defected to independent, who are probably going to vote Republican. Uh, that we're seeing, uh, we've got to do all the data analysis and numbers and make sure that we drive the right people out. But that's a good sign for us in Arizona. That's a really good sign, uh, and you'll still see a ton more people register Republican. Uh, ahead of this this presidential preference that Arizona will have, mm. uh, that'll, because that'll spike because it's a close primary. Yeah, because March you have Arizona so that's that, that happens, and you have Super Tuesday and all these other states, and so you'll see registrations actually increase. That'll help us with data, right? And I think there's a good chance that the Republican Party will end up number one out of the three, which is good. And but Wisconsin is not. That's not the case. Wisconsin, you don't have partisan uh, voter registration, so right? It's, all, it's guessing. So the data matters a lot. Data Wisconsin. matters a lot. Get out the vote operations matter a lot. Uh, even more so, I would argue, than Arizona. Um, remember, so out of the three critical states, so Georgia has your runoff rule. So outside of the presidential cycle. But not for the president. Yeah, not for the president, okay. right? But for the other for the other races, you still have that, that element, right? For the so Senate, for Treasury. For Senate, governor. for everything else, right? So that... Uh, that adds a di- different wrench into the into the machinery here. Arizona has uh, partisan voter registration, so you know basically going in how much you have to do. So they can play the guessing game. So what Democrats I think are realizing right now is, wow, Georgia, we can come to later. We can revisit that because of the runoff and everything else, and and see. But the RFK thing, if he gets on the ballot there, that makes Georgia almost impossible for them. For the Democrats. For the Democrats, because there's a lot of old-timer Democrats, uh, you know, white Democrats who are going to vote for RFK. Uh, in Arizona, they know the registration number. So if the numbers look like they're outside of the money ball equation that they have, that's the easiest one to do the equation. If they run the equation, it doesn't work. They're like, they're going to pull out. So that comes down to basically the middle ground of those three states, which is Wisconsin that doesn't have voter, uh, partisan voter registration, but then also has a spread all across the state. Or if it's just a, it's a, a, a matter of bodies, if they put enough bodies out there, then they could potentially win. Of all the states, I think RFK could in Wisconsin, he's going to do pretty well. 
I, who knows? I, I think so. I think, you know, you got a lot of Catholics. Um, so the Kennedy name. And young people seem to grab it. He might actually win the youth vote. So that's what we're seeing, right? So all the polling that we're showing between Biden, Trump, and RFK is the RFK splitting effectively the Democrat youth vote. Which is de- which is a death blow. But this is the thing that comes back to the argument that we were having the debate yeah. early on about RFK versus uh, no, you're himself. being proven right over time. Well, I mean, what we're seeing, we with don't the poll- know yet. We don't know. I mean, things can change a lot. But right now, what we're seeing is that young people are not moving off of Trump the same way that they're moving off of Biden. In fact, Trump has a consolidation effect happening right now. Trump's most popular amongst young people in the entire Republican electorate. That's correct. Which is actually, turns out, all the work that we've been doing at Turning Point, this is going to you know, prove why we we've been so good with this is that even though obviously you're never going to, you're never going to be able to make a massive dent on the institutional play that Democrats have with young people. But what you can do is make sure that your people like your guy the most. And that's what yes. we've done really but well. But also, I mean, I think you look at young men, I think young men, I think that Trump could win the young male vote on campus. Yeah, it's possible. But what, what what will happen for sure is that RFK will pull enough Democrat votes away that it's going to put Democrats in a very solid third place. And and well, I tell if that, if that happens, they're going to have a tough time. Well, and again, this goes back to our work: is like moving people from left to center is is a win. Right? It's heroic. It's heroic. Like that's all you have to do with young people. It's all you have to do with some minority communities. It's all yes, you have to do over with... time. Once they're in the center, they're in a jumping off point to become more conservative. Totally, because yeah. they, they need they need a breakage point because they may not be ready to vote for Trump, but divorcing themselves from the Democrat Party is they're ready for, it, and that's a good move, right? And if this is if this election does one thing. Um, outside of electing Trump, I hope the one thing that it does is that RFK gets on the ballot in as many places as possible and makes it okay for people to divorce yeah, themselves I, from the Democrat Party. I disagreed six months ago, but I mean, I, I live in reality. I'm seeing more and more evidence that RFK is pulling more from Democrats than Republicans. But I want to And it doesn't have to be by much. It yeah. doesn't even have to be by much. It just has to the be conser- by enough. The conservative mom influencers are worried. I'm going to tell you about what they're telling me. That kind of like very granola in a good way health, wealth, you know, um, health and happiness influencer group. They're yep. very pro RFK. So we need, we need to talk about that. Are you ready to lose weight, but not sure where to start? I understand. I was right where you are two years ago. Let me tell you why I chose the PhD weight loss and nutrition program. First, Dr. Ashley Lucas has her PhD in chronic disease and sports nutrition. Her program is based on years of research and is science-based. Second, the PhD program starts in nutrition. There is so much more. They know that 90% of permanent change comes from the mind, and they work on eliminating the reason you gain this weight in the first place. There's no shortcuts, pills, or injections, just solid science-based nutrition and behavior change. And finally, a probably most importantly, I lost 30 pounds. Look, they're amazing. If you want to lose weight, you got to go to myphdweightloss.com. I was just texting with Dr. Ashley Lucas today. If you're ready to lose weight for the last time, call 864-644-1900. Go online at myphdweightloss.com. Do what I did and what hundreds of my listeners have done and call today, 864-644-1900. I recommend their program. Dr. Ashley Lucas has her PhD in chronic disease and sports nutrition. Her program is based on years of research and is science-based. Second, the PhD program starts nutrition, but it's so much more. Go to myphdweightloss.com, myphdweightloss.com. Call 864-644-1900. I lost over 30 pounds. Dr. Ashley Lucas, great American. Check it out, myphdweightloss.com. 
Washington Post, Democrats file FVC complaint against RFK Jr. and allied super PAC. What does that mean? It's a great sign that they know what, exactly what we're talking about here, which is that RFK is a big problem for them. Huge problem. And the data problem is really where the, the problem is the, its epicenter. What does that mean? Well, I mean, the way that – and again, we've been saying this till our face is blue, right? We're blue in the face here. And telling people that the entire way that the Democrat Party operates now, the left, and we say Democrat Party, it's really leftist organizations that are Soros run and funded. Uh, these groups on the outside play a money ball game. So what they do is they take the, the analysis of all these different pockets of where they get votes from and they identify how things are trending for Republicans. And then they overlay all of that and they go, okay, how likely is it that we can actually win and how many bodies would it take to win? And so the, you know, the one thing that we're talking about is if we just do some of this show up work, it makes it more difficult for them because they can't, there are anticipations that we do basically nothing, right? So if we do some of this work, then great, then that's going to make it harder for them. If we fight back on election integrity and try to, you know, return the rules to the way they used to be, that makes it harder for them. But this, this other part is these outside candidates. So third party candidates come in. You know, you talk about independence, you talk about Green Party, you talk about all these different people, uh, other independent candidates. Then it starts skewing the data because then they go, oh, wait, how we target low propensity independence now becomes far more complex because a low propensity independent may already be more likely to vote for RFK. And so for that reason, now they have to go back to doing hard work to convince independents that they shouldn't vote for RFK and they should vote for Joe Biden. They don't want to do that. They want to deal with in the in the reality of like they can just tell independents how bad Trump is or how great abortion is and just like snatch their vote up. That may not be possible in this election cycle. Yeah. And so the the fact that the Democrats are now saber rattling at RFK, they were silent on RFK for about six months, which I think they're seeing more and more evidence that he is. And by the way, the, the real clear politics average. Again, this is just polls, but polls can directionally tell you a story. Yeah. Right. So in the battleground states, I, I, the, the polls that in, include RFK are the most interesting to me. The binary polls are not that interesting to me. Just Trump v. Biden, Trump v. Biden. When it's Trump v. Biden in like Georgia, Trump does fine. But when it's Trump v. Biden v. Kennedy, I mean, it is a huge hill for Biden to overcome. Yeah. And, and again, remember, he's not getting... The way that the Democrats have structured this in most of these states is they've utilized the Senate races and the down ballot races to benefit Joe Biden. Mm -hmm. So in 2022, we saw this with certain races. I mean, obviously, there wasn't a presidential, but uh, the down ballot races, the congressional races, how they supplemented the U.S. Senate races really mattered. And then we saw this in 2020 where these U.S. Senate races um, really helped propel the conversation. So they put Joe Biden in a basement and they put the people forward who they want to have the conversations. And we saw this in, in again in 2020 with the Senate situation, right? Um, and so you have this whole complex issue now where it's like, well, they can't really do that because RFK messes up everything for them. Um, yeah. And so the Senate races now become even now at their in peril with the Senate races in some of these states because RFK's uh, impact on the U.S. presidential race that makes it far less important for them to fund the things and work up ballot from so those races. What's fascinating here is if you look at the real clear politics polling, Quinnipiac, The Messenger, Harvard, Harris, Fox News, they yep. all have different numbers of Biden and Trump. They're all over the place. 
Do you know they all basically have the same number for RFK? Yeah. The RFK number is like 14%, like a drumbeat. 14, it's 15. the most consistent polling number. So they can't agree on who wins, Trump or Biden. <laughs> Mo- it's, tilt Trump. The RFK number, every polling firm is saying like, yo, 14% of the electorate wants RFK. Well, here's the scary part with that too. In uh, most of these polls, they're not actually pulling enough independents in their polls. So you think it could be even higher? It could be higher than Do you that. think RFK could win a state? No. Okay. RFK won't win a state, but his polling may be higher than 14, 15% in some of these states because, again, people don't like Biden. If, if RFK cracks 20% and Trump has a very strong finish, which he's consolidating Republican support. If RFK, if RFK cracks 15%, it's over. And like, well, I don't want to say it's over. But no, I'm saying like in states date, like New Hampshire. The, I, I'm telling you this is like. It, it's it's going to be for sure over in, in a lot of these states, but like states like New Hampshire, even New Jersey. Like, look, Trump only lost New Jersey in twenty twenty by by like eighteen percent. No, no, no. But think about this though. <laughs> New Jersey, New Jersey. If Trump wins New Jersey. This is the reason why they're saying it. I don't think we should spend any money in New Jersey, right? Yeah. But and we shouldn't spend any money in Minnesota. But the reason why they're saying this is Trump lost by I think it was like eight points in Minnesota or something, ten points. Yeah, and by the way, you add Cornell West and Jill Stein on top of it. <laughs> Hey everybody, Charlie Kirk here. What an unbelievable start to 2024. We had last month saving babies with preborn by providing ultrasounds. And we're doing again this year what we did last year. We're going to stand for life because remaining silent in the face of the most radically pro-death administration is not an option. As Sir Edmund Burke said, the only thing necessary for the triumph of evil is for good men to do nothing. And we're not going to do nothing. Your gift to preborn will give a girl the truth about what's happening in her body so that she can make the right choice. $280 can save 10 babies, $28 a month, can save a baby a month all year long. And a $15,000 gift will provide a complete ultrasound machine that will save thousands of babies for years and years to come. And will also save moms from a lifetime of pain and regret. Call 833-850-2229. That's 833-850-2229. Or click on the preborn banner at charliekirk.com. That is charliekirk.com and click on the preborn banner. Also save moms from a lifetime of pain and regret. I'm a donor of this organization. They're terrific. Go to charliekirk.com, click on the preborn banner. I just want to reiterate this point. If you go to uh, Real Clear Politics, this is a point I've not heard made. So, for example, the Biden numbers anywhere between 40 percent to 33 percent. It's all over the place. The Trump numbers between 37 percent and 44 percent. The RFK numbers like 14, 14, 14, 14, 14. Yep. That's pretty remarkable. Yeah. And again, because in, they're not polling in some of these places and and, you know, our good friend Rich Barris could probably speak to this a little bit more poignantly because he tracks all these different polling methodologies. But again, the independent thing is so new still to everyone that uh, the way that a lot of pollsters look at independence is they're actually like true Democrats or true Republicans, even though they're registered independent. So independents haven't had a real option in a lot of these races for a long time in these states that matter. And so you have a situation that's coming up here in Arizona where Arizona is 33% independent, right? There's a lot of like Republican leaning independents, there's a lot of damn leaning independents, but then there's like independents who are like, I hate both parties. I hate yes. Trump. I hate Biden and I'll vote for someone else. And no one really knows that true number and no one knows that body to go target because that's a different political class than the right leaning independents and the left leaning independents. So what you could be seeing in some of this polling is actually an underrepresentation, though it's been consistent for Kennedy. They're not polling enough independents in the right pocket of independents mm-hmm. to really get a good idea of uh, 
of his support base, it could be it could be bigger. I, I actually don't think it's less than fourteen percent. I think it could be more than fourteen well, percent. No labels at this point. Do we want no labels to enter the race? So, you know, the way that they they're trying to do, they're trying to keep no labels off the ballot uh, by a number of different things. Uh, I don't think no labels is structurally together because a lot of the leftists that were involved in no labels are now realizing that this is just only detrimental to Democrats. Yeah, they've lost a lot of steam, a lot of gusto. Well, they've intentionally lost gusto. They've peeled uh, all the people who supported them early on have peeled back support going, oh, this isn't helpful to our cause into not electing Donald Trump. Yep. So they've now peeled significant support because they don't have like a real strong presidential ticket. If they had that, then it would be a different story. But they don't have that. And so if Joe Biden, you know, all this, I think that there was an element here with no labels. And for those that are at home, no labels is a political party that was formed. Yep. Uh, They actually formed in Arizona, which freaked out a ton of Democrats. I think their entire plan was like if Joe Biden kicked the bucket, then they were going to be like, Forget the Democrat Party. We'll just go with like the no labels party this time around. And that's legitimately instead of replacing Joe Biden, they may do that element, which is just like trigger this this falsetto Democrat Party. Um, right. You know, after the fact. But it's seemingly more as the days go on, it seems more and more likely that that's not going to happen and that they're just going to shelve the no labels strategy for a different election cycle. Yeah. So Joe Manchin's not running. And I mean, at this point, then there's still Cornell West and Jill Stein, which do nothing but hurt Democrats. Yeah. Are they going to try to field some sort of fake libertarian to hurt Trump? Because um, that, you know, that's a model they've used for a while. Yeah, we haven't seen a real strong libertarian uh, conversation going on. Uh, but you almost have to assume they have to because, I mean, at this point, Jill Stein and uh, Cornell West are looking like they're going to pull somewhere in the, in the ballpark of 4 to 5% of the, of the votes mm-hmm. from Democrats. That's about right. So that's really bad for them. Um, that's And it's really closer to almost 10% of the total Democrat votes. Yep. Uh, that's really, really – that's like almost impossible to overcome in any state. And then you add on top of that RFK. Are, are <laughs> RFK going to have ballot access issues? Uh, they're going to try, right? They're going to go after RFK like they've gone after Trump to try to – to prevent him from getting on the ballot, and well, what does states it take? Have, like Arizona, can you every get on the every here? every state's different. So every state requires, like Arizona, requires signatures uh, or you know a party to access. Uh, so he's not going to make the ballot in every state, would be my guess. Uh, but if he makes the ballot in certain states that matter, then that that is good. the The big question, the big concern for a lot of these outsider candidates, whether it's uh, Cornell or it's RFK, is is he going to drop out because he doesn't get on enough states? And that's really the pressure point that they're trying to do. They're trying to block him from at least, you know, the important states and then the states that are going to make a difference. And this is where Republicans, especially ones that in, in, in red states, we should be, oh, let's, you know, make sure you get on the ballot, guys. You know, let's let's help out. You know, when you talk about democracy and pro-democracy, you know, elements here, Democrats, let's make sure all these different candidates are able to have ballot access. So, you know, there's nothing wrong with, uh, you know, Republicans trying to, you know, clear the pathway for those guys to have access. Uh, I do hope that we don't trip over ourselves in that process. So if there was a checklist of election integrity stuff that needs to get done that realistically can get done in these states, what, what would they be? So we get emails every day about election. Day, so for, first and foremost, so changing gears here, first and foremost, we have to make sure chain of custody is completely managed. So. The biggest issue in election integrity 
is that the the Democrats have implemented all these different uh, processes in order to mask uh, chain of custody, which means tracking where your ballot actually goes after you put it in the machine, tracking where your ballot goes actually when you mail it in. Uh, the more hands that it touches, the more opportunity there is for fraud, losing it, like something happening to your ballot. And so there needs to be a shorter chain of custody in each each of our states. And if there's one thing to focus on in the most simple, simple you know words here, that's number one. Number two is uh, trying to prevent any any extension expansion of mail-in voting, drop boxes that are unwatched. Um, you know, making sure that voter rolls can get cleaned up as easily as possible. Uh, this is also the the biggest thing. The third thing it, that that people aren't paying attention to is what we call overseas ballots for yep. particularly the military and members of the State Department. So what we've noticed is that Democrats are re-registering members of the State Department who are Democrats uh, over the number of our Republicans who are military. And they can literally fax these in. They can take pictures of them and That's send them crazy. in. Um, and so Arizona, for example, went from a vast majority being Republican, being military members overseas, to now all of a sudden you have all these State Department members and everyone else now all of a sudden that live in Arizona – that are faxing these in. Now, do they need to show residency in Arizona or can they just declare? It's just, you just declare it. So, and <laughs> Wait, so is, if you're just like a, a bureaucrat in Tokyo, you could just decide that you live in Arizona? Yeah, I mean, you have to have a mailing address, but that's really it. And the state laws in most of these states are so loose that it's, it's easy, right? Arizona is really loose. Like you don't even have to have a voter registration to a house. It can be literally in a dirt field, uh, like homeless people. So if you're just this kind of like very left-wing bureaucrat in paris you could just say i live in phoenix yeah so what they have is like an infrastructure we believe of multiple organizations that re-register these bureaucrats to states that matter and and so uh you know this is this is an issue like the federal only ballot issue right where illegals are voting in our elections via federal only ballot this is also a federal issue which our members of congress could champion right now our freedom caucus in my opinion should be championing 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 uh, the Uokava issue, the uniform officer voter issue. They should be championing championing the federal only ballot issue, right? Where this is like we're not doing anything until both these things get fixed. Uh, the, what what uh, functioning and flourishing RNC? What what could the RNC do here? Well, the RNC, for for example, and this is part of what I think a lot of people have been rightly criticizing the RNC of is like uh, you know voter. Uh, voter issues happening in our presidential preference elections. So one of the things that the RNC, I've never met a, a legitimate Republican who supports same-day voter registration and wide-open primaries so that Democrats can vote in yep. these elections, like what's happening with Nikki Haley trying to convince Democrats to vote for. The, the RNC could shut down all these elections and say only Republicans can. They could. We could institute... Yeah, at the state party level, rules that say that you have to be registered as a Republican X amount of days before, X amount of years before, so you can vote in a presidential. I mean, these are things that the party itself can do that can control these things, but we don't do them, you know? And so, you know, this is the reason why so many voters and so many activists go crazy because they're like, you know, the RNC's, you know, the Republican Party is not serious about these things because they could do this with the presidential preference, which is just a preference election. It's not even a real primary, and they, they don't do it. Yeah, and so th this needs to happen very quickly, though. I mean, this is we're talking about a mass yeah. consolidation. 
Yeah, I mean, this is the reason, again, this is the reason why you have to have competent leadership at the RNC. This is the conversation that should happen immediately with new leadership in the RNC, which is, look, if you're, if you, if you want to say that you are the face of election integrity, you know, what are you doing on some of these fronts, right? What are you doing working with these state parties? I, I said this is we should be suing even if we don't have money in the bank, right? Because I, I believe, you know, this, mm-hmm. Charlie and raising money with donors for so long. If you do things that are productive, if you do yeah, things that are right, yeah. the money will follow. And so like in Arizona and Georgia, for example, right now, Josh McCoon is on his own. He's like kind of, you know, he's not getting this the kind of support I believe that he should be getting from the RNC. Arizona for sure isn't. We should be suing uh, on all these like crooked leftist tactics that they're taking to change our election code. And, you know, the RNC should be there being like, okay, how can we help you fundraise for us? That's the that should be the job of the RNC. So it's not hard, it's not difficult, but we should have guys, fighters like Josh McCoon. We have Gina Swoboda here in Arizona now. We should be fighting on the front of the election integrity. You know, even if you don't have enough money in the bank to see this through, you got to figure it out. And the RNC's got to help build that. Yeah, it's interesting. A story was just uh, posted. Uh, Mark Elias is suing to keep RFK off the ballot. Yeah, the the democracy guy. Is suing to keep yep. RFK off the, the ballot. The pro democracy. But by the way, he attorney. is he is like commissioned by the central Democrat regime. That he, means that top level Democrats are getting worried about RFK. For years and years and years, he was the guy that the DNC went to for all these things. He is now helping build more of him. Yes, They're like popu- repopulating the earth with more Mark Eliases outside the DNC now. It's really and it's really scary stuff. And this is why the RNC, this is why the RNC has to get serious. We have to have our own version of this. We have to have battle time figures. Hey everybody, Charlie Kirk here. Mike Lindell and my pillow employees want to thank my listeners for all your continued support. To thank you, they're having an overstock clearance sale right now for the best prices ever when you use promo code Kirk and you get free shipping on your entire order. Get 50% off the MyPillow 2.0 and the brand new flannel sheets that just arrived and won't last long. Get six-pack towel sets for only $29.98 and take advantage of the free shipping on larger items like mattresses and mattress toppers. The 100% made in USA on sale for as low as $99.99. Everything is on sale from the brand new kitchen towels that have the same technology as the bath towels that actually absorb dog beds, blankets, couch pillows, and so much more. To get the best specials ever, go to MyPillow.com or call 800-875-0425. Use promo code Kirk and get free shipping on your entire order. So call 800-875-0425 or go to MyPillow.com, promo code Kirk. That is MyPillow.com, promo code Kirk. I think so highly of Mike Lindell. He's a great patriot. He's a terrific person. Go to MyPillow.com, promo code Kirk. Josh McCoon joins us. Josh, I want to talk to you about your tweet here about Fannie Willis. You said the facts that are no longer in dispute. Josh, walk us through it. So quite simply, uh, Thursday and uh, Friday of last week, uh, we had some tremendous developments here in Georgia. We had on-the-record testimony from both Fannie Willis uh, and Nathan Wade, the special prosecutor and her uh, boyfriend. Uh, What we learned is that she hired him had a romantic relationship with him while she was in control of this no-bid contract, that they hid the relationship, that Nathan Wade was asked about extramarital relationships in his divorce. He lied uh, in an interrogatory response, like lying under oath in the courtroom, to hide it. Uh, She never went to some independent expert to say, is this an ethical conflict? Is this a problem with my office? 
Um, and the most damning thing of all, in my opinion, uh, they confessed to taking these trips, that Nathan Wade paid for the trips, and the ridiculous explanation that she kept cash in her house and that she reimbursed him with cash. She has no record of getting the cash. He has no record of receiving it. Um, and so I believe that the work that we've done for the last eight months has been totally vindicated in keeping our defendants uh, able to have able legal counsel to get to this point to demonstrate not only that this was a witch hunt against President Trump, our electors and others, uh, but that they were engaged in this scheme uh, for her to essentially receive kickbacks, financially uh, benefit by continuing uh, this witch hunt. What what are the political dynamics on the ground, Josh? I, I mean, I think it's reasonable to expect that Fannie Willis is going to be dismissed or discharged. Is this building support for Donald Trump? Is this making him a more sympathetic figure on the ground? It seems not only to be a legal loss for the bad guys, but also a PR and a political loss increasingly so. No question about it. You know, here's a prosecutor who talked about ethical conduct, who made wild accusations against President Trump, uh, longstanding, well-respected attorneys here in Georgia and our presidential electors, um, and it's all coming apart. And people see this for what it is, which is a gross abuse of our criminal justice system, trying to turn it into a political weapon. And so they look at it, and as President Trump has so often said, uh, they want to get to me uh, because I'm all that's standing between them and you. And so, yes, I've definitely seen among rank and file Republicans continuing consolidation for the president uh, because they see what the stakes are and the stakes are the very future of our republic. Yeah, no kidding. So there's been a lot of attention uh, on Georgia and this case. I want to speak to how we are doing politically. We talked about this in Vegas and how we are outpacing Democrats in voter registration you're doing a great job running the Georgia GOP. It's going to be largely a turnout game. Have we seen, have the Democrats signaled yet about what their plans are for Georgia? Is this going to be a primary state for them? Or do you see kind of an in and out, potentially they're going to retreat type strategy? They took Georgia by surprise in 2020. Have they signaled what their strategy is yet? Well, they definitely have field, field staff on the ground here. Um, I think it's going to look a lot like uh, 2020 in that they're going to try to take advantage uh, of voter list maintenance issues, um, try to push a lot of people to uh, absentee ballots, uh, voter uh, harvesting. And so we had a meeting just today uh, to talk about the things we're going to try to do over the next few months to address some of these list maintenance issues, to make it very, very hard for Democrats to cheat. The Georgia General Assembly is still meeting. And we at the Georgia Republican Party are working on some additional reforms on top of SB 202 that was passed in 2021 uh, to really tighten up our rules. Uh, but yes, I'm certainly expecting the Democrats to wage a full court press here. Uh, they know that if they win Georgia, it becomes extremely difficult uh, for President Trump to get to 270. And so that's our working assumption until we see something on the ground to demonstrate otherwise. Josh, excellent work. Next time we'll have you on for longer. Thanks for making the time. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me, Charlie. Appreciate it. Email us freedom at charliekirk.com. What a great comprehensive hour this has been, giving you the status of those three states. The takeaway, we can win. It is right there. Arizona and Georgia were within 10,000 votes from 2020. It is right within the margin, everybody.
Thanks so much for listening, everybody. Email us as always, freedom at charliekirk.com. Thanks so much for listening and God bless. For more on many of these stories and news you can trust, go to charliekirk.com.